City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome back to another edition of the Brummies Blue podcast. As we start to wind down towards the summer, we hope you've enjoyed the show this season. Our fourth season doing the show. This week, I'm joined by the dynamic duo once again, Kaz and Stacey, as we look back at the final few weeks of the season. First of all, Kaz, how have you been? Yeah, not too bad, Matt. Busy with work. Yeah, work, work, work's the same for me at the moment, just just getting through it. Stacey, how about you? You doing okay? Yeah, not, not great, but yeah, I'll leave. That's good to hear. Um, we begin this week's show by looking back at the 1-0 defeat to Tottenham Hotspur on the final day of the league season. Kit Graham's second half strike condemned the Blues to an unfortunate record of failing to pick up a single home win all season. I wish we could give you our more detailed thoughts of the game, but to, uh, due to some technical difficulties, we missed the entire first half of the match on the FA player. I think it's kind of sums up our season, Kaz. Everything that could go wrong went wrong this this year. Oh, God, yeah. it's It's been horrendous, hasn't it? Just I don't think the FA actually wanted us to win that, like, watch that game because I think they might have had their eyes on other teams to see what. And then they're saying that Bristol will lose and they were like, oh, We'll, we'll let them watch the second half. It it did feel like our game was also behind when we when we kicked off as well. So we we were yeah. able to watch be be a bit, bit more um safe, knowing that Bristol were going down. But it, it wasn't it wasn't great to great to well I say watch, but try to watch as 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 we proved to the problem that day. Um, Ruby Mace had a decent effort to score from a Rebecca Holloway free kick, and Claudia Walker flashed an effort wide of the far post. But apart from that, very little to write home about. Stacey, what do you think has gone wrong since the win over Aston Villa back in November? For me, one of the main factors, I think, was probably the fact that Corsi had left at this point. And I don't think we realised that she probably was such an influential player. We've got, it's a very young squad. I think people forget, look, we've got, we've had 16-year-olds playing for us and we've had a couple of exper- more experienced players, but that's a Bailey. And I think... Corsi's experience probably did help in the dressing room with focusing players. Obviously, it's now come out that there was a lot of behind the issue, behind the scenes issues going on with uh, think the things that the girls weren't happy about. And I think sometimes when you have a couple of bad runs of games and then you've got things going on behind the scenes as well, I think it was just a combination of a lot of things that weren't necessarily going right and then we all know if you get into that losing mentality it's very hard to get out of it and um obviously none of us know for certain what went wrong um but yeah yeah i think i think as you say that it's more than one thing and rachel corsi obviously the scottish captain was a massive miss when she went back to the nwsl um shots on target had been hard to come by for the blues since the turn of the year I've talked a lot about that this season. If you don't test the keeper, what chance have you got to get a win? We had just 15 shots on target since January, a run of 13 matches. Why do you think that was, Kaz? Do you think we were just um, playing 
higher quality opposition and we couldn't get forward enough or did was Claudia just left a bit too isolated um in more than one occasion um one I think the club not backing Carla in the January window probably didn't help um you watch the games week in week out and you see how isolated like Claudia is with Emily on the pitch and with Jamie on the pitch um the girl works her socks off and you want your centre forward in the box, not in the halfway line, trying to get the ball. Um, but do you know what? It is what it is, isn't it? We knew the problems now with um, what was going on behind closed doors. So they did, they did fantastic. Like some people might think that they haven't, but a squad of what, 13 majority, majority of weeks? The girls are going to have, have ran the socks off. So I just think towards the back end of the season, I think it, it showed. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. And um, we know from watching Sheffield United play under Carla, uh, Stacey, that she wants to play on the front foot and she has the chance to, she's had to um, change that approach this season when, when she was our manager. Do you think, Stacey, that the number of injuries and increased fatigue because of those injuries had forced her hand to play more of a defensive style this season? Oh, definitely. Like... You think if we if we genuinely sat down and went game by game of how many injuries and players we've had unfit, the amount of bad luck we've had with some of the injuries like that have been picked up in bizarre circumstances, probably doesn't help that then your physio is a porter cabin. Um, so it's yeah, injuries has definitely had an impact on. Everything really, as you said, we when we're playing opposition of the likes of Chelsea, you don't expect to be getting up for, up, up into their half very often anyway. But then when you've got to add in injuries and inexperience again, I mean, there's been times where we've had to change the back four, which, as most football fans will know, the last thing you ever want to do is mess about with a, your back four and we've had to do it a few times this season and we've had, like I said, again, a 16-year-old playing in the back four. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it was all, fatigue was always going to play a part with such a small squad. We've had a bad run with injuries and I think that's just, it killed us off, to be fair. Yeah, and um, luckily for Birmingham City, Bristol City failed to win on the final day at Brighton which ensured our survival in the WSL for another season. A surprising draw for Aston Villa also away at Arsenal meant that a win for Bristol could have actually sent us down on the final day. I don't want to sit here, Kaz, and criticise the team too much. There is still a lot of work to do. We can see that. But from what they've accomplished to stay up this season, it's right up there with one of the great escapes of times gone by. Oh, definitely. Like I always I always say this, don't I? Like I've said it in, in the group when Aston Villa have spent what two point million pound on players and fees uh, wages. And then you look at ours, I think we've had like about hundred grand. Um it's it was always gonna be a tough one, do you know what? Every single player that put on that shirt has did the club proud in my eyes. Um all the staff, Carla. They've they've they're a credit to the team and the club at the minute. Um, so yeah, I can't, I, I won't, and I 
won't fault any of the players or say any of the players were bad, even though they probably had a bad couple of games. But do you know what? They deserve everything they got. They deserve to stay up in my eyes. And yeah. Let's not forget minus four. Yeah, and the minus minus four. So if you think, yeah, thanks, Stace. You're welcome. So if you had them them four points, we would have. Yeah, it it was just a bizarre season, and I think fans forget that that what it what we've had to deal with and sending players abuse and manager abuse and they don't they don't need it. They've they've did. They're doing their job on the pitch with the facilities that they've got. So get off the back because if you want them players here next season, they don't want abuse off pick off fans or people who claim the fans. So yeah, yeah, we, 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 we yeah we don't want to, we don't want to see that sort of thing. And um, next up, we had the final game of the season. Unusually, it was an FA Cup last sixteen tie against um, Southampton. The women's national league side had won six matches to reach the fifth round of the competition. We'll get into the game shortly, but Kaz, for a team that started in the second qualifying round to reach the fifth round, is remarkable. And if it had happened in the men's game, people would be screaming about it. Oh, definitely. Like I was, I've, I've been saying all all along. Like I'm a Middlesbrough fan, so when Middlesbrough got to play Sheffield the following round, I, I wanted, I want, I've always wanted a Middlesbrough Birmingham game. So. To get a team in the same league, but obviously the south end of it, um, was a fantastic achievement. And you know what? Second half, the um, the second half uh, was like a credit to them because I've I've never seen a fourth tier team come back to a WSL. Never mind a men or a women's game. So. You know what? Credit to them and Marion Spacey. All the quality she has as a manager is just unreal. Yeah, absolutely. They did. They did a great to come back from a, a position where they looked like they were going to be down and out, three 0 down, and uh, the game finished three two. For those who missed it, Molly Green opened the scoring for the Blues. Rebecca Holloway's corner kick would have deflected back into Molly Green's path off uh, Jamie Lee Napier, who bundled the ball home. So Molly Green get, gets another rare goal for the club. Uh, Emily Murphy then bundled in a second with a header at the second attempt from another set piece. This time it was Sarah Mayling's in-swinging corner, which led to the goal. And then Blues made it 3-0 with a superb free kick from Mayling once again from the edge of the area. Sarah Mayling ending the season really well, as well as she has done all season um, for us. Uh, now this is where things took a bit of a turn in this match. Carla made the decision to substitute the goalkeeper, Sophie Whitehouse, and in comes Hannah Hampton, uh, Southampton then got a goal back shortly afterwards. Hannah was nudged in the air and then missed the flight of the ball, which Caitlin Morris then heads the ball at the back post. Revitalised the Saints, uh, scored once again to set up a nervy few minutes. This time Ella po- uh, Posey, Posey, I think it is, fires past Hampton, who probably should have done better to deny her the second one. It looked for the entire world, uh, Stacey, that we were cruising to the next round, but this ending certainly wasn't good for the heart. Um, no. Uh... I just laughed. I just remember sitting there laughing because I was like, "It's stereotypical blues, ain't it? Like we've we've not had a great season. Uh, we've had so many injuries. It was nice to see players uh, coming back and getting some minutes." And I was like, "Yeah, cruising. Here we go." And then it's like, "Oh uh, no, here we go." <laughs> and uh, 
it, I don't think it would have been a proper end to the season unless we got given a heart attack in the final few minutes of a game, would it? So, Nara, I think we played well and credit to Southampton and like Kaz said, credit to Marion Spacey and the goals there and whatnot. They, they, they played well, like they didn't make it easy for us. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great game of set pieces, really, wasn't it? And it was, and it was nice to see our team passing the ball around and keeping the ball for <laughs> long periods of, of the time where we've been used to them having to hit the ball long and try and hope for something. It was just yeah. nice to sit, watch a nice game of football, especially when we came up on the right right side of it in the end. And uh, luckily, yeah. as I said, it was a lovely game to watch up until them last few minutes. <laughs> I just don't understand the substitution. It, it it did it did feel like that's the sort of thing that you do if a player's leaving the club. But uh, I wanted to come on up front, man. Sure, the Adam yeah. it up. I, I was surprised that Carla Carla didn't bring herself on for the last game if we were running out of players. Yeah, we, why not? <laughs> what would have would have been it would have would have been an interesting moment. Um, <laughs> which which brings us to the news, unfortunately, of this week, which was the news that Birmingham City manager Carla Ward was uh, announced that she'll be leaving at the end of the season. It was expected that it might happen, Kaz, but it still hurts even when you know it's coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gutted, which I think everybody. I think I've been told a few times to get my head out of Carla's behind. Um, but hey, she's a fantastic manager. We knew that at uh, Sheffield and I think we were lucky enough to get her. And whoever goes on to get her as a manager, the fans better respect her and oh, they've got me to come and sort them out because... I won't have a bad word said against her because she made me fall in love with football again. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll have you'll have Kaz and Natalie on your on your back, <laughs> two two of the most vocal fans in the in the world at the moment. Uh, messages of thanks from the players came out in the last couple of days, as you, as you'd expect. The challenges that her and the team have been through have been well documented this season. The media didn't have to look too deep into the club to find out where things weren't going right. We can perhaps in a future episode talk about the disparity from what the FA wants you to believe about the Women's Super League. It's that shining beacon of women's football, but in reality, it's a bit like the Wizard of Oz. It looks like paradise, but when you pull back the curtain, it's just a front. Things just aren't as good as they seem, as demonstrated by the departure of Casey Stoney from Manchester United this week. We are but getting back on track, back to Carla. Stacey, the wider football community can see just how well she's done to galvanise its side, or maybe what was maybe half a team when she came in. She got them to believe in themselves, begged and borrowed to um, get players to fashion a team capable of surviving relegation. Do you think it, that is a legacy, Stacey, despite only winning three out of the possible 22 matches in the WSL? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, most people would have seen the players' social medias this week where um, they, they've all said that Carla literally did put a group of misfits together and they together as a team, they managed to do it. It wasn't pretty. Um, definitely wasn't pretty at times. It was it was hard work. It was hard watching. Um, it was hard trying to keep the faith at times that we will be okay. Um, but for a manager to be able to come in um, with pretty much nothing, build a team with no help and no resources, to get that team to work together as a team, because that's what kept us up, let's be honest. It was the fact that each girl would put their bodies on the line for each other 
they've all played through pain. They've they've grafted. They've worked hard all year, and Carla made that happen with the type of obviously man manager she is. And me and Kaz was talking about this a couple of days ago, and we said that the only manager that you can liken her to is Emma Hayes, and I think that's that's big to even state that. But Carla could go on, I think, to be a fantastic manager. And wherever she ends up, oh, I just hope everyone wishes her the best. And um, she'll, like Kaz said before, she'll do cracking and whatever job she lands next. And I'm sure it won't be long before she ends up back over in the WSL or in some sort of managerial role. Because, as you said, the, the whole footballing community is took notice to how she's basically helped us win survival this year, even with the three just the three wins. It's you looked at our goal difference, it that spoke volumes, volumes in and around the league. So um yeah, no, I wish Carla all the best in the future and I think it's gonna be great to watch her career develop over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And if we look at the players, um, Kaz, obviously the, the players who have been the best for us, arguably this season, have been the four players who were there last season, who have been through some of the toughest times at the club. You've got Hannah Hampton, you've got Becky Holloway, you've got Claudia Walker and you've got Sarah Mayling, four players who have stuck with us through the toughest of times. And Harriet um, Scott. And, and Harriet Scott as well, of course. I forgot. Sorry. Apologies to Harriet Scott, who's above and beyond off the pitch as well. Yeah. has been an absolute hero for me this season, helping in this pandemic as well. Yeah. You've got players who have been through that and managed to still raise their level once again to do this but um, this year, Kaz. It just shows the, the the change in mentality, having someone who believes in you to bring out the best in you. Oh, definitely. Like I'll use Claudia as a, a prime example. She couldn't hit anything last season. And the amount of sticks she got, you could tell she was, under, especially under Marta, she, it what just wasn't happening for her. And I think, do you know what? I think it's been a blessing in disguise for this season where fans haven't been allowed to go in because I think it's taken the pressure off. So I think she's been able to do what she I've seen her do since she was at Liverpool development team, um, which is score goals. The others, like like you said, Harriet's been in, working in a hospital and then going to training and then playing a game. So what she's done this year compared to last year was absolutely superb. Um, Sarah, I think we've missed Sarah a couple of times when she's been out injured. Um, but for me, if if it was up to me, I'd be giving Sarah a new contract um, because for me, she's been probably one of the outstanding players in the squad. Um, but yeah, it's it's the contrast of last season to this season. It's just been you wouldn't have thought it was the same team. No, absolutely, and. In the end, I think we can all agree that we'll remember Carla's time at the club fondly. She took the time to reach out to the fans when she didn't have to um, in the summer going into this season. She didn't have to organise the video calls with us on multiple occasions. She did that on her own back in her own time. Results may not have always gone our way, but as we would have liked, but her dedication to the team, to the fans and to the club has been without question. Um, also also in the news this week, um, Zhuan Dong Ren, the chief executive of Birmingham City, announced his resignation last Tuesday with immediate effect. Dong, as he is informally known, has been the face of the, the club's owners since 2017. He appeared on BBC Radio WM back in February to discuss criticisms over the club's spending in recent years. His frank comments didn't go well 
uh, down well with the club, with Birmingham City releasing a statement shortly after to clarify several of his points. With pressure growing from the top, the fans also made their displeasure known with demonstrations across the city. It now appears Wren has decided it's not worth the hassle and has walked away from the club. Stacey, as a fan of both the men's and women's sides, you're perhaps the one best placed to add some depth to this bit of news. First of all, were you surprised by the news and will it affect uh, what, what effect will it have on the club going forward? Um, that's a very difficult question. Um, I think it was planned. I think the it was, um, as soon as Cranker went, I think it was going to be, you've got till the end of the season. Um, everyone knows that the club wanted Lee Bowyer before they appointed Cranker and Dong stepped in and basically said, no, I want Cranker. Um, we all know that that decision didn't go well this season. Um, I'm glad he's gone. Do I think it's going to make any difference as a, for the club on a whole? Probably not, because it feels like whoever we're in, boy, is like that mythical creature where if you chop one head off, it grows two back. Um, so it's. I don't think it's a great time to be a Blues fan. Uh, I don't think it's been a great time to be a Blues fan for the last 10 years, really. Um but no, I can't see it getting any better. It's not going to be an overnight job. I don't think the women are going to get any more money than what they already have. Um, because let's be fair, the men's club is in disarray. Women's football is always going to take a back seat. It's, it's business for them at the end of the day. Um, so <laughs> am I happy he's gone? Yeah. Do I think it's going to make much of a difference in the foreseeable future? No. Looking forward, we have around £450,000 extra revenue coming into the club next season with a new TV deal and the prize money for finishing 11th in the WSL table. We won't see the accounts from this season till at least this time next year, Kaz, but the suggestion is that we have the lowest wage in the league. Staying up was huge financially and hopefully that added TV money can really make a difference to the long-term future of the club. We'll see, won't we? We'll see what... <laughs> I, um... I'm not expecting the women to see any of the money. It's probably going to go straight into the uh, men's team. So, do you know what? We'll see. We'll Stacey, see. Stacey, are you as cynical as, as, as Kaz is and thinking that maybe they'll cut down the money that they'll put into the club to reflect the money that's coming extra into the club? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Literally 100%. It's not even a question. Um, it's... For me, it's like obviously this year with Carla and the open letter, it's highlighted certain points. But let's not be blinker here. This has been going on for years. It's not an overnight, it's happened. Oh, why are you all moaning now? This has been going on for years. Karen Carney basically turned around on national TV and went, Why do you think I left? Think, let's all think back as fans how long ago that was. The football has moved beyond us. The other clubs are putting in more money and our club, for whatever reason, think that the investment that they are getting is sufficient because it's been sufficient in the past. They will see that money are going, oh, but you're getting more money, so you won't need more investment off us. And do you know what? You probably don't need that much because if you're getting this X amount of money, we can take this X amount of money off you because that would subsidise it. You know that's the way it's going to happen. It's been it's been getting relatively worse over the years. And I think, as I said, things are starting to... 
the cracks are starting to be a bit more visible to everyone now. And um, yeah. Yeah. Can I just can I just say something while we're onto this this subject? So you look at the past. We've had Steve Shipway put his own money in, in his in his pocket, and we had a fantastic team. Right, he wasn't in the men's game. We've had Tim Andrews, who isn't in the men's game. The men owners have more money than probably them two put together. And we've had no disrespect to the team that we have now, right? But we've had a way much better team or squad when we've had people who cared about the team, like care about the women. Like Ellen White, I know I bang on about this all all the time. Ellen White, Joe Potter, Karen Carney. Jade Moore. Jade Moore, Remy Allen. And Catherine Berger. Marissa Ewers, Karina Schroeder. Um, <laughs> you guys took one hell of a beating. Hegerberg. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We've had all these world-class names in the past, and now the owners, these owners of the men's team, right, who are meant to care, right, and have the money, they don't care, and they, they won't give the women any money. So uh, do you know what? I would love, right, the women's team just to take a step back from the men, just not this one team club ethos because it's a load of bollocks bring back tim and who knows maybe he's in four years time will be in champions league i think it'll be interesting finals it would be interesting to see what the price tag that the the men's owners would put on the women's team if someone did want to come in and take take them over because obviously they they're they're a business and they they want to keep their money that's why they're not spending money on the teams as they are at the moment, so. But you're not going to get su- success if you're not putting money in, right? You look at Chelsea, you look at Arsenal, you look at Man City. I don't want to. I'm not saying Birmingham are going to compete with them, but when you've got teams like Reading, Bristol, not Bristol, um, Brighton, Brighton, who are finishing above us, and they're in the Championship as well as the Blues men. So if they can have like. Tash Harden. I would love a Tash Harden. Do you know what I mean? I would love Ellie Brazil back at the squad in the team. But this is not going to happen because these people do not care. And until people start caring about the women's game, it's just going to get worse and worse season upon season. And yes, people probably do say to me, you need to get your blinkers off. I probably have got my blinkers off, but if I can care this much about a women's team when I don't even come from Birmingham, why can't these people have this same passion as me? Because if I had the money that they had, I would give them it. And Craig's probably just pressed stop because I'm rambling on. But I'm I'm pressed anything. Carry on. It's it's like I'm going to use Middlesbrough as a prime example now, right? I wish Steve Gibson, who has all this money, would put money into the men's team. Sunderland have just agreed, uh, have, have just applied for their championship license back. Why, do you know, it just baffles me because I'm so passionate about women's football and it just irritates the life out of me that no one else gives a crap. And I'm going to stop rambling now because I don't know what the question was. I think you've answered it, Kaz, in, in your roundabout yes. way. So we'll, we'll, carry, we'll carry on, I think. 
the, the issue obviously the issue obviously is if 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 they don't put money in in this league and eventually it's going to bottom out and we're going to go down would they then go well we're going to cut the budget even more because you don't need it now because you're in a league which is not going to be professional and then yeah. then it just tilts down and then it goes if we get relegated we will not have a team they won't care so if they don't care why should the fans care Next season, the Blues will be playing at St Andrews, home of the men's side. A promise that the club made on the proviso the women's team stayed up. What would you like to see, Stacey, from the club to try and make the atmosphere better, despite the likelihood of a lot of empty seats? Well, especially with the construction confirmed in the lower tilt, and I think it is in another part of the stand going forward. Yeah. Is is there anything they can do to make the atmosphere better? in, in such Cheap a big Cheaper tickets, let the men come in for free on their season tickets, open a flipping bar so the fans can get drunk. And yeah. Open a bar. <laughs> open a bar. Because that's all it needs. It it's not. It's it's soulless. It's you're in a concrete block with what's our average attendance at the Moors? I'm gonna say four hundred. They'd put a random number up anyway, but we'll say four hundred. 400 people in St Andrews is it's, it's it'll be dead and as a Birmingham fan men and women I will not be renewing my season ticket next season and I can't I can't see what the club would come out and say I will do this to make you experience better I don't think it will it's um I think it's probably the worst mistake the club have ever made because I do believe they are going to lose quite a few what were regular fans at the Moors. Um, yeah, well, it, we'll it does. Uh, it, it does feel like a decision now. Now that we know that it's going to happen for sure, given that we stayed up, that it's a decision that no one seems to like. Apart from the fact they're going to be saving money that they won't have to pay Sally Moore, Sally or Moors for renting out their stadium every season. I don't know if you agree with that, Kaz. Yeah, I I hate St Andrews. Don't like it is when I go to a men's game. I don't like it when I go to a women's game. Um, I don't understand why they've decided not to include fans on this. Send an email at all, all the season ticket holders. Give us an option. You will find, you will find that a lot of them will not want to go to St Andrews. It's alright for the men's fans because they go there week in week out anyway, but. When you're so used to being that close to the players and that close to like socialising with certain people, um, yeah, I just, I just, it just baffles me because we never play good there either. So is that part of the problem? Is that what they want? <clears throat> I think we've won once out the three games that I can remember. Went that against Liverpool. I think it was. Mm. It, it it has been seven years since we first played our game at Damson Park, and it's obviously a massive change, as you say, that we're going to go to St Andrews, a place we haven't won and uh, that often. We've I think we beat Liverpool, maybe it might have been a Liverpool. I can't remember the last game. There was a draw that's against Reading, I remember, but that's that's, that's when yeah. that's when Rachel Williams did a race. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't have it's it's not it's not happy memories that I remember from this. I remember. The the celebration for the was it fifty years? That was nice. That when they when they brought the old players onto the pitch before the game. Was that the yeah. Reading game? That, I, 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 mean, might, I think that was the Reading game. Obviously, you had the Champions League game against Arsenal there. But yeah. again, that day it was totally different because the men's fans were there as well. And it was like there was 
there was an atmosphere. There was there was more people in there. The bars were open. That was my first time at St Andrews. Yeah, but there was that more. Was my first people time there. ever watching Birmingham City women. It was like there was people there. There was there was an atmosphere. The bars were open. You're not and and it was the men's season tickets got in for free. I went on my friend's men's season ticket. I was going anyway, but like I was like, well, I'm going to get in for free. If I don't have to pay, I'm not going to pay, sort of thing. But yeah, like that's the best women's game I ever remember. Like the rest of them, apart from the day that Birmingham stayed up against Bristol and me and Kaz kind of were a little bit drunk. I think we are Anyway, yeah, don't like St Andrews for a no. women's game. As as a fan of the club, Kaz, what do you think we could do as fans to help increase attendances next season? Obviously, the club the club aren't probably going to do much more marketing than they are now to get more fans in than they have done in the last seven years. Is the idea of something like regular meetups in the city centre before walking to the ground would that help, or is that, or is that are we too far gone at this point? Uh, I, I I think season tickets have to be lower than what they have been in a long time. Or yeah. match day tickets, like on on match day tickets are a tenner if you pay on the day. Like I'm not being funny. I can go and watch a non-league team for that. Like, did, they, did did they go up under Mark to the to the price they currently are, or was that under Marta when they went up to whatever it is that, now? The Mark, the last, yeah. last season of Mark, they started going up. So that that, that I I find that acceptable because the football was all right at that point, but then yeah, they they didn't they didn't funny. they didn't drop we the prices after that. Yeah. <laughs> But, but then the prices. But, the, but, but, but then the prices didn't go down, did they? They stayed up no. at the current price. They went, they went. They went back up for season tickets. Went up. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Season yeah. tickets. Yeah. So oh. they, this season as well. Obviously, the season Martin came in, they went up then as I well. Think, do you know what? I, I think you should put this question out on Twitter, Craig about what the Blues need to do because you might get your answer there because I can't see what they're going to do no. to get fans in, unfortunately. I think they're going to have to make a few quality signings to get the fans back, um, lower the prices, open a bar, um, get a decent manager in because at this precise moment in time, I can't see anybody out there that is better than Carla. Um, that is if is out of a job. Un, I'd have Gemma, but obviously Gemma's a Villa fan through and through, so she probably won't come to the dark side. Um, Depends how annoyed she is at the moment. <laughs> well, there is that as well, but yeah, it's. I just think there's so many questions that the club need to need to answer and. I don't think we're going to get anything anything anytime soon, unfortunately. No, it does it does look that way, and the future of the players is still up in the air until we see the ink dried on the new contracts. Which, given given some of the messages players have been putting out recently about going, I've had a great time here. I'm looking forward to the next thing, and it that does seem like a lot of people are not going to be there next season. But hopefully, that isn't the case. But um, after the year that they've all had, I wouldn't blame any of them for seeking a more stress free atmosphere next season. <laughs> but this, 
But this is supposed to be a positive podcast, or at least we try to be. So let's play fantasy football and we'll, we shall go around the virtual room and say a position we need to strengthen and who would like to fill that position. So Stacey, let's start with you. Oh. Um, <laughs> just one, just one. Just one position. Yeah. And a name if you if you got someone in mind. I'd have to say, based on this season, um, I'd have IKB back in goal. Good choice. I was tempted to say centre-back. We saw how much of an impact a veteran defender can have on the defensive side of our game when Rachel Corsi came in. But I'm actually going to go with central midfield. If we're going to play a 4-3-3, similar to what Carla did at Sheffield United... Well, we've got a new manager now, so it could be completely different. But if we, if we, if we play a 4-3-3... I think we need a dedicated defensive midfielder to sit in front of the back four. I want to see Christy Murray move more forward to get more into the attacking position. So I also think Connie is back. I think she should be starting too. So the name I'm going to put forward is Chloe Peplow, a former Blues midfielder, and I think offers that strength at the base of the midfield, as well as having the technical ability to spray the ball around. Uh, what about you, Kaz? What would you like to see strengthen at the club? Well, technically, we haven't got a centre-forward, have we? Oh, Chris, I'm not being funny, mate. Get over the Katie Wilco thing. It's not going to happen. Just stop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, for me, I, I'd like to see centre forward. Ellen White out of contract. Maybe she wants to come back on minimum wage. Um, Charlie Wellens, Megan Sargent, Hayley Ladd. Jess Carter. Let's play the old team, cats. Get, yeah. get the old, back, get the old band back together. Yeah. <laughs> Even Craig's like, yeah, we'll have Pet back. Here's me, like, AKB, come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you said whoever you would want. Yes, I did, I did in fairness, yes. I, I <laughs> if you went realistically, who could you get? Then I'd go, well, to strengthening goal, I'd probably say I'd have Baggers back. Yeah. Because maybe she doesn't want to stay at Bristol with them being relegated. But yeah, AKB, she's like the best keeper in the world at the moment, in my opinion. Did you not see that save the other week? What? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, I think in terms of the team, we're going to see a, a, a complete different team next season. And that's, that's understandable given the season we've had. But either way, we'll be there supporting the team and... As we wrap up this episode, I would like to thank Kaz and Stacey for being on the show this season. It's been a long one. It's been a difficult one for everyone with all the stories that we've had to cover. But we've backed the team throughout and uh, I'd like to thank them both for that. Uh, Kaz has something to say, so I'm going to let her speak. <laughs> who who won the, um, what is it, um, you know, the fantasy league that, you know, I was leading and all that? The, the one we forgot about. Probably, probably yeah, you, that, Kaz, that, to be that fair. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we, we gave up on doing score predictions about 10, 10 games in. So I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember. I think Kaz was leading, to be fair. So. I, I, was, I was leading by yeah. a mile. I was like five points. All I remember is that me and Craig both said that Sam Kerr would be top goal scorer. I, uh, well, I'd have to go back, but I, I, I think that was the case. I vaguely remember me and you saying Sam Kerr. So I know I got something right. We, we, get, we get something right at least once at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, it, it's been it's been a wild ride, and uh, that's all for this week's show and the season. Thank you all for watching and listening once again. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media at Brum is Blue. And as always, remember to keep right on. <laughs>